welcome to the Operation F1 podcast. My name's Reese Peak, and I'm with Mickey James, and we dissect the British Grand Prix. What a weekend it was. How did you feel about it all? Mixed emotions, everything. Great. It was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. There's a lot to Best go race through. of the, the calendar so far. 100%. Sure. Lots of action, lots of drama. Uh, before we get to that, I think it's got to be worthwhile talking about the sprint race format and what your thoughts were uh, to how that went over the weekend. Yeah, well, we two races. Two races. We might as well talk about the first one first, huh? Yeah. Um, well, let's start with Friday. An yeah. evening, um, evening qualifying. Yeah. Let's go there. Odd. Odd to have qualifying. What was it? Six o'clock? Six o'clock? Yeah. Seven. Um, bit interesting. You know, I, I quite, myself, I liked the the whole format of the weekend. It was a, it was a change. Whether or not it would be tedious if you did that every week, I don't know, but uh, you know, every third or fourth week or something, it was just different, wasn't it? You mm. you like it the Friday? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I don't think there was too many dramas or too many upsets over the course of the the, the qualifying session on Friday. Hamilton, that was a big one for him to get that pole. Great for the British crowd. Probably not expected so much. Uh, I think. Verstappen seemed to be quicker, but when it mattered, he put that pole lap in. So a great Friday for the British crowd. I mean, there was three hundred and fifty-five thousand over the course of weekend, which is which is fantastic. Yeah. You know, it was great to see the fans back, and we heard them. Yes, yeah, the, the first day back out, isn't it? Yeah, really? yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that all changed Saturday. So that great work from Hamilton was undone by corner one, was it? On Saturday, On Saturday, yeah, so did, had yeah, Max, yeah, Max got round him, didn't he? Yeah, in the first corner, and uh, yeah, it's um, the sprint race. I I enjoyed it. I thought seventeen it cheeky little laps. Um, retro Alonso making up so many positions. Yeah, um, Max, it it was just great. I, I enjoyed it. I think they could make it a little bit more exciting. Or valuable than than the point system, I think. But yeah. just having that cheeky little race, whether it be you know fifteen, twenty laps, whatever idea. But you know, uh, three points, two points, one point. Why not make it just as good, or even more? Make it more valuable. Yeah, there was a couple of things. The one that I thought about was maybe even having the old point system, so top six. Yep. So ten points. Was it ten, eight, six? Four, yeah. two, one, something like that. So, uh, for the top six, potentially, you could have uh, rather than just the podium. That was that was something I thought about. But something Ross Braun had an interview with uh, Ted Kravitz over on Sky Sports, and Ross thought that maybe they they may look at rather than qualifying for the sprint race and then the sprint race becoming the grid for Sunday is that qualifying on Friday is the grid for Sunday. Yep. And the sprint race is separate. So where you qualify on Friday is basically your position for Saturday and Sunday. Yep. And the, so the sprint race doesn't really involve the main race. I reckon they should pull uh, Saturday out of the hat. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Or some sort of, I don't know, some sort of reversal. I, I'm not sure. They, they've, they've spoken about the fact that they do not want to reverse the grid or, or they're not so sure at the moment. The great thing for our sport is that they're open-minded at looking at other things, and I think with Ross Broad at the helm, that's really helping and supporting that. But with his theory or his suggestion, that wouldn't 
have helped Alonso because that was I mean he was the best it was all that was the Alonso show that that sprint race was the Alonso show because and and I did I messaged you and it was on didn't I, I said, yeah what's great is you didn't really see anything about the front two as soon as lap one was over that was yeah, it you focused yeah. more about and I'd been moaning and whining about that in previous podcasts hadn't I about the you know the the television director focusing on the front and he's listened yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, I just, I mean, they did this with cricket years ago, didn't they? Tedious cricket. We got the one day bit and they thought, well, how do we make this more creative? How do we make this more exciting for the fans? So they come out with 2020 format, which is just a slugfest. But because it's such a little intensive race and, you know, you're not going to have uh, the race endurance that, you know, the lower teams and all that, you, you could make it more interesting in the sense that, I mean, I think, you know, for first, second and third, say, for example, you get 25 points, 20 points and 15 points and everybody else below that gets one point for each position they make up. So right. if you finish in 20 and you get to 10, you get 10 points. Mm. You know, it, it doesn't happen in the real race, but it gives a lot of these other guys the opportunity to score some points mm. through the year. Of course, you'll have bigger race points tally at the end of the year, but just I don't know, it might make it a little bit more exciting. Like, you could be onto something with with how many the points is how many places you gain. Yeah, and would that work? I'm just thinking off the top of my head because I wasn't expecting you to say that, but would that work on a reverse grid format? So that that could even be potentially cool, you know, like because you you would have qualifying on the Friday. The, the grid is completely reserve, reversed on the Saturday so that the last place, so Mazepin starts first. Now he's going to lose. How <laughs> <laughs> are you supposed to get past that guy? <laughs> um, so, yes, he may not make me, get many points because he is starting first. So there's no chance of him getting points, is there? But the people at the back, so Hamilton, Verstappen, Perez, Bottas, yeah. can gain extra points. And you also well, Hamilton can get twenty points if he starts last and finishes, finishes first. first. So that that would work, and and then you think, well, if you start in sort of fifth, sixth, seventh, because it's reversed, and you're st- therefore starting on Saturday, well, you know, you haven't got much opportun- opportunity for points. Yeah. Well, you can't get them on the play anyway because you, you, that's where yeah. you qualify. So that could be that could be quite. Good. It, it it's sort of that the point system would take away from because they go, well, this is impossible. I mean, it's twenty five points for the first place. Mm. If you start second, you finish first, then you get 26 points. But if you start last and you finish first, so someone who starts last and finished first can uh, get a lot more points, obviously, than mm. the guy who finishes sec- uh, third, starts third and finishes second. So yeah. I'm saying, like, you start last and you win the sprint race, manage to get all the way through, you get 25 plus one point for every position. You ah, go up 20 right, places. Okay. So yeah. it's like potentially 45 points there, right? Mm. Um, but then they'll go, well, what's the point of doing the one on the Sunday? Because now. 25 points means nothing. Yeah, yeah. But it's such a small little race, and the likelihood of Hamilton in 17 laps making his way the whole way through no. is not going to happen. So it would stop that to a point, wouldn't it? I think you would probably gain 10 points maybe yeah. in 17 laps. Yeah. You can't. But getting hungry for them might cause people to make mistakes, accidents as well, you know, mm. getting greedy. Um, well, it's just worth putting it out there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. See if we can get some. some you can't have a half a point, can you? No, stupid, so. no, no. Uh, so, so that was Friday. That was Saturday sprint race. I think Alpine really made the most of it. Did fantastically well. They went onto the soft tyres, so they were very, very racy. 
Uh, Bottas didn't. Anyone that was on the on the red walled soft tyres had gains on the Saturday sprint, uh, except for Bottas. Uh, but was he was he expected to maybe pass the two of them? I don't know. Good little battle between the two of them. What we know now is that was really just a, you know, what we were also going to get on Sunday. But yeah, I I, I like that. I like the the setup. Prez messed up too. You can't make yeah. mistakes in the sprint race. Look, no. how, look how costly it, it is. It, it's cost him completely. Finished with zero points for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So that's you know, that's really cost him. And and that's a fast car too. So that could that could happen to anybody in a sprint mm. race. You have a, a, a an accident like that. Mm. Your weekend's done. Yeah, karma maybe. Potentially for Austria, might yeah. All those uh, yeah yeah exactly. With Leclerc and Norris yeah, twice. You know? <laughs> yeah, so three times it was you know. But it, maybe he got his just desserts. I don't know. Mm, the week later, mm. I wonder what happens to Hamilton in two weeks. Oh, <laughs> nothing. Win again. <laughs> <laughs> He's done nothing wrong. Uh, no, in well, let's let's get on to the let's get on to the race then. It was a bloodbath, wasn't it? It was. It was, it was exciting. It was an absolute exciting. car crash. Literally. Uh, yeah. So take me through, or do you want me to take you through the first lap between those two boys? <laughs> they didn't even get a lap. Was it four no. corners and nine corners? What was, no, yeah. five corners. So, yeah, I mean, first corner, how, Verstappen keeps first place, uh, and then they are sort of dicing round through uh, after Abbey, uh, uh, through the loop, Hamilton comes wide, gets a good, good, comes wide so he's, he can start. He straightens the corner up and, and and gets on the power early, down Wellington straight. What we saw on Saturday was Verstappen was weaving to break the toe. Right. And as he weaved on Sunday, he weaved, Hamilton was there. He couldn't weave back across. They were banging wheels down Wellington straight, which was which was pretty cool. Because um, we want wheel-to-wheel racing. Literally, That's what yeah, we want. Yeah, we literally. do. We do. Uh, and then two laps of that could have been, yeah, better, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we come into uh, into Luffield. Uh, Hamilton was actually ahead of him, but he he was on the outside. So as we come uh, round into Luffield, or just before Luffield, I can't even remember the name of the uh, uh, the corner before Luffield at the end of Wellington Straight, and Hamilton was on the outside. Verstappen's on the inside. Hamilton's ahead, but Verstappen's basically later on the brakes. And has has gone past him, and then kept the kept the lead. Uh, so, as we come out of Luffield, old pit straight, which we love, into Cops Corner. He's right on the arse end of him. Uh, he's popped out. Verstappen has then closed the door a little bit, but has left a very very small amount of space against the wall. Hamilton's thought, "Fuck it, I'm going. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm going for it." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they're side by side. Uh, which they were side by side side until they really got to that corner just before the corner. It seemed as if Hamilton just pulled off a slightly or, you know, Verstappen is, 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 is basically on the outside of that corner, 180 miles an hour corner. Verstappen has come across and they've both touched. They, they have touched. Verstappen is ahead of Hamilton into that corner 180 mile an hour crash into the wall goes for Stappen, which, yeah, was the end of his race. So let's let's go through it. What, what, what I felt that it was a racing incident, um, right. you know, which which I feel it was. I still do, mm. but uh, there's a whole mixed array of. 
feelings and emotions and opinions from everybody, isn't there? Yeah. Fans of both drivers. Um, you know, I've spoken to uh, a handful of people today that are, are Hamilton fans that don't know what to say. Mm. You know, unsure whether or not it might have been a cock up, a mistake, or deliberate, or which is odd. Um, you're a Hamilton fan. You obviously think that he was in the right way. I was down the middle. Um, so, you know, I feel that it was a race incident. So I think you feel now that it was a race incident too, sort of. Whereas I think initially were you a little bit, come on, Max, you've shut the door too early. Yeah. Now you're sort of thinking, well, what else can you do at that speed? Yeah, um, I think we've got to put it in perspective. It's 180 miles an hour yeah, going into a corner. You can't just, you know, you can't go, oh, yeah, I, I better just think about leaving him a bit more room, if you, yeah. you know, because you can't take the corner at that speed if he give him any more room. Yeah. He would be on the gravel himself. So so the, really uh, there is there – is, I've, I've been asking a few people today because I'm really keen to find out what other people think about yeah. it. My view is my view. Uh, your view is your view. But what other people – You don't learn anything feel, from it, do you? So no. you have to ask – the others and, and and see how they how they feel. People that like Verstappen, people that like Hamilton, people that like them both. And I've, as you know, I've always been a big Hamilton fan. I'm also a fan of Verstappen's. Uh, one thing I've always said is what is normally what I like about Verstappen is he is very aggressive. Mm. This doesn't happen to happen to Hamilton that often. It happens to Verstappen a lot. Um, as f- you think about the other scenarios, if Hamilton's tighter onto the apex or he doesn't quite release, he doesn't touch him here, whereas they're side by side. As they're side by side, he's just it seems to as if he's just broke a little bit earlier, so that, that gap has changed, and that's where how he's caught him on this corner yeah. wheel. Now, what Hamilton has done is really been very aggressive, a very, very much like a Verstappen-type move, and he has said... I'm going to dive down the inside. I am going to put my car there. Mm. Verstappen, it's now your choice whether you're going to hit me or not. That's your choice. You're going to come across me, you're going off. <laughs> yeah. If you want to take it wider so we can both go around there, that's fine. But I, I am not backing out of this one. And we heard Horner say it was a desperate move. Uh, yeah, it was. He's fighting a world championship. Mm. And he's not losing at home. No. You know, so, uh, I mean, um, I've actually forgotten what I was going to say about that, but I, I actually sent a voice note or a voice clip to you earlier this morning, didn't I, that I can uh, that I can take and put in here, and we might put that in. I can see from Max's perspective that he is our championship leader currently, and he's racing Lewis Hamilton. You're not going to fuck around going into the first corner or second or any corners particularly until you've got a decent lead on the guy. And I can see from Lewis as well that maybe had Silverstone have been three weeks ago, that is a risk that Lewis might not have taken. Um, Lewis is quite behind in the championship. He's in front of his home crowd. If he doesn't get past Max in that first lap, he ain't getting past Max. I think he's going into that corner damn well knowing that, and he's... Going into that corner, he's decided not rashly. He's decided where he's going to take his line. I'm going to take him here. I'm going to take him there. And I think he knew that he'd be going into that corner on the inside, that Max would be on the outside line, and that he was going to take, at all costs, that risk just to see how it paid off. Um, For Max, you live by the sword. You die by the sword. It's going to happen eventually. And for Lewis, I think Lewis is clever enough to know 
that if he puts his car there and Max comes in, that Max is going to come off second best. I think that's what the late braking bit was to back himself off a bit. Um, I'm not saying he's done it deliberately, but I'm saying Lewis has gone to that corner with the full knowledge of what might happen, and he's taken that risk anyway. <laughs> um, oh, that was a lovely voice. Yeah, clip. that was a great voice clip. The wrong one. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but I, th- I think they have to move forward from it, don't they? Obviously, if, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword, and that's what Verstappen's done, hasn't he? He's gone in too aggressive, and maybe moving forward, he won't be so, you know, so aggressive. But it might, it might just make him worse. It might just make him worse. He, you know, because you sort of think the in in the law of double jeopardy, which we've seen so far this year, if there's an incident, say the next Grand Prix, and Verstappen feels I'm going to shunt you off, in a similar fashion, they're not going to give Hamilton uh, Verstappen a race ban for it or anything. They'll just give him a 10 second drive through penalty, mm. so he can just return this beautiful favour, put Hamilton into the wall, completely fuck his car and ruin it for the race and put himself back in the championship. They're not going to go yeah. one rule for one, one rule for the other. Yeah. You've seen that so far this year. Yeah, that, I'd, I would agree with that. That could happen. Uh, <laughs> it's really how they're going to see it on the, <laughs> yeah. um, on, 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 yeah. on replays and that sort of thing. I believe on that on that one, I believe it was a race incident. It's first lap. Yeah. It's always carnage on the first lap. Uh, I don't believe that Hamilton purposely tried to knock him off. But I believe that Hamilton purposely put his car there for mm. Verstappen to make a choice. Yeah, you make the choice, mate. But I'm going to give you as much aggression as you did. And he said afterwards, "I'm not going to be bullied by him." You know, I'm not going to be bullied by anybody. And 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 the problem is, is a lot of drivers have said in the past, "Well, it's Verstappen. We have to give him extra space." Well, why should you? Yeah, no, yeah, you you shouldn't. It it is racing at the end of the day. And if yeah. you're in a race like that, and and someone's not going to yield. Mm. And you know why should they? Yeah, he's down on a championship. He's at home. Mm. You know, you're not. If I was in Hamilton's shoes, I would have done exactly what Hamilton did. Yeah. If I was in Verstappen's shoes, I probably would have done exactly what Verstappen did. Like, and yeah, yeah. I, th- I think, and I the think, result would have been the same. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think it. I think it would be. Uh, Horner. I, I mean, I. I said to you uh, earlier today as well, you know, Horner, you've got to respect him for what he's done in the sport. But his interview afterwards, he's clearly a very, very angry, angry man and, and emotional. I think overly harsh. I think he's put fuel on the fire with his comments uh, on, you know, you know, I hope he's pleased with himself. Hollow victory, um, yeah. you know, and he called him an eight time world champion as well. Did he? Yeah. He might have fucked up. He yeah. might have fucked up there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think he meant to say eight times Silverstone. Winner, yeah. Didn't he? But yes, but he did. I'm sure he said. But he called him a eight champion, time did he? Right. And uh, so he he was v- incredibly aggressive. I mean, you, you, he was seething. I mean, he was nearly, his teeth were nearly gritted. He was really, really not happy. And he said that you do not put a wheel up the inside of Cop's corner. Yeah. Well, Hamilton proved twi- twice again in that race that you can. Mm. And if you've got fair racing, like Charles Leclerc, we know is a fair but very good racer. Yeah. It can happen. I'm and sure there's happen. been plenty of times before where that's... Oh, it has. Of course there. it has. No, we've seen, just, we've, we have seen these ultimate battles between Alonso and Vettel round Silverstone over the years where that has happened and it's been clean racing, you yeah. know, and... And and that's another thing. I was talking to my brother today about this, and he said that the he said the two 
people in Formula One that are the best overtakers and the best wheel-to-wheel racers are Lando Norris and Fernando Alonso. He said, when you see them fighting wheel-to-wheel, it's effortless. When you see Max Verstappen fighting wheel-to-wheel, it's not. Mm. It doesn't. It's as if it doesn't even come naturally to him. It's a and, it, and it's point, very, it? very um, scatty. Uh, and it never seems to come out that clean either. Here's a question for you. If that was Hamilton and, and Alonso, or if that was... If that was Hamilton Alonso, do you think the same outcome would have happened? Or if it was Max and Alonso, would the same outcome have happened? I would say it would have ended in tears with Alonso and Max probably, but not Hamilton and Alonso. Mm. I, th- I think, yeah, no. Lyle raises a very valid point there. Um, really, we should have more from the rest of our followers and, mm. and listeners. Um, yeah, and probably the same with Lando Norris as well. We've mm. seen Hamilton and Norris what, battle the week before, didn't they? Yeah. You know, um, he didn't just yield and let him pass, did he? They went toe to toe for a couple of corners. Yeah, it's unfortunate for Max, really, that that's happened. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that is one side of the coin, which I don't want to push that side. But also, what I'd say is, you know, Max Verstappen, he's found himself in hospital, um, pretty battered and bruised. We do feel for him. I believe as well that, you know, he didn't mean to sort of turn in and cause an accident. Why would you in your head? Because no, that that yeah. tends to happen. That if he knocks your back wheel, you're going off yeah, when you're I mean, turning right. He's, he's lucky he's still with us in a way. Like yeah. you're not going to deliberately do that. Are you? No, um, um, and and you know he's a very aggressive racing from Max Verstappen. But that is also why we love him mm. because he brings that aggression. Uh, and as long as he channels that in the right way, and it's and it is fair racing. But uh, Max also, I think, was a little bit of a passenger with it. Let's not take away that first that first lap of his and how good he was to keep Hamilton behind mm. um, when when it seemed to be that Hamilton was the quicker one in the first half of the lap. And Verstappen's racecraft to actually keep him behind was very impressive as well. Yep. And, you know, it is a shame. We were denied. We had a, It was a great race, but we were also denied what would have been a great wheel-to-wheel battle between mm. them. That, that, would, that would have, wouldn't it? You know, yeah. whoever was going to get out the corner there first, I mean, I, I, I would have felt would have gone on to win the Grand Prix. You can always, you know, overcut, undercut. You can do yeah. what it, you, you can get round through the pits, can't you? But, um, yeah, I think going back to what you were saying about Horner there, at the time he knows that he's obviously out of the car and he's, he's going to hospital, but maybe he doesn't know the actual outcome. Um, you know, a lot of drivers go to hospital and bad things happen later on. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, he was complaining of being dizzy and not feeling right, but you would be if you hit a wall that hard. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's got a hellishing whiplash today. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently someone said it was the, the 51G was on his leg. Right. That's that's where he's experienced the, Ooh, the 51 leg. So limping a bit. But, uh, well, he was. I mean, he two or three attempts to get out of the car. I mean, it was it was not nice to see. <laughs> he was pulling himself. He couldn't even pull yeah, himself out. Yeah, because it, it would just knock the shit out of you. Yeah, really. yeah. Winded um, and everything. But, but um, yeah, I guess I'll, you know, Horner with that, you know, the comments and that, and with Toto and his, <laughs> have you checked your email? <laughs> yeah. It's like, like you know, a couple of school kids, yeah. like you say, you yeah. know, the, um, that was brilliant though, wasn't it? Mm. Have you checked your emails? Yeah. Not really. I'm busy working pretty busy, much. Busy like, fuck off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't check my emails while I'm while during the race. <laughs> but that was, that was funny. And, you know, we could go into the rules we talked about this yesterday yeah. about the specific rules and, and why Toto sent that email, which is diagrams as to why he felt that it was Lewis's corner. Yeah. Um, if that is the rule, that's not a good one yeah. for me. 
Uh, but, you know, he took the penalty. It was mild. I believe that that penalty, or I feel that maybe the penalty was because of the accident rather than the contact, if that makes sense. So if I feel that the pressure from Red Bull, as well as how how Verstappen came out of the car, was why the penalty was given. If he had spun into cops, yep. but there was more of a runoff area, like we see in the newer tracks, but he didn't actually hit a wall, would he still get a penalty? You don't know. And I mean, that shouldn't really take it into play, should it? Um, I hope not. And proper stewards shouldn't be swayed by a, a bossy or needy team. No. no. They should be very level. Yeah. He's obviously got his, um, you know, his, his penalty for some reason. And would it be because this guy's now out of the race and he's going to lose the potential points? But again, you can't, you can't, you know, he might have blown the car up or something later on anyway, might have mm. lost those points anyway. So you can't make a decision based on that. Yeah. The stewards have seen something that we don't know. Mm. Um, maybe they've got some data with the old... <laughs> Maybe he's maybe he's gone in a little bit. You don't you don't yeah. know. And that, that's that's interesting. Well, Karun Chandok did actually analyse Verstappen on board, and you can see from that that Hamilton is missing the apex, which is why I think they may have give, given him a blame. Right. He could have been tighter on it. However, I feel that if he was tight on the apex, he would have come yeah. wider out of it, and they would have he would have put, taken them yeah. both out. But if you look, watch Verstappen, he moves in. Yep. On on um, Hamilton realises right next to him. Moves out and then moves in again. Right. So there's thinking a t- that he might have disappeared. No, no, he knew he was there. Did he? Because at one stage Hamilton braked and then went down the back of his car. Yes. And I'm thinking, is that where Hamilton uh, Max just sort of thought, oh, he's gone. He's pushed it out on me yeah. like everybody else. I was coming. Ah, uh-uh, no, I've not. I'm here. Maybe. Yeah. You know. So Maybe. it might be a bit of you know because into the heat you're not really going to be looking in your mirror too much. Go, no. oh, he's not there. Bang. Um, you know. But then they're probably thinking, well. Other than Raikkonen and Alonso, who's the most experienced guy around this track, mm. he damn well knows he shouldn't be putting his car there. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. That, they might be taking that into consideration. Yeah, yeah, you know a little bit of what what Horner is saying. So, yeah. but it's happened now anyway, isn't it? So well, it's done, and I think that we will all once we've got uh, Verstappen back, you know, back to good health, uh, we move on to the next race, and I think we will be treated to a lot more wheel to wheel action. Does this mean we might have Albon or Mark Webber return to Red Bull for the next race? Perhaps no, no, no. no. no? We're not no, going to have a call up. Be out maybe. Hey? <laughs> he's with he's with Albon hey? now, isn't he? Yeah. Um, We're not going to have an old retro call, Dave Coulthard here, the old Red Bull out, didn't he? You know, <laughs> he might come back just for the, to fill in for Max. Yeah, Alex Verts. Potentially, is he is he a Red yeah. Bull? He was he was, was for he? a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, because. Max, I assume he's okay. Yeah, he's, I, he'll be I fit to I race, but I mean, is his neck going to be okay? Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be absolutely fine. Well, while we're on that, after that race, the, the points have adjusted somewhat mm-hmm. that we've got right here. So the gap's closed a lot. Red Bull racing on 289 points with Mercedes right behind them on 285. McLaren on 163, Ferrari on 148. Close? Yeah. It's getting closer, right? Yeah, it's closer between McLaren and, and Ferrari, definitely. Uh, Ferrari had a good good result over the weekend and seemed to keep, particularly yep. Leclerc, kept the McLarens at bay. Um, with Red Bull, no points for Max, no points for Perez. There um, you go. And, and it's tightened it right up. I mean, yeah. you've got the top two, you've got the next two, then you've got the next three. So you've got AlphaTauri, Aston Martin and Alpine on 49, 48 and 40 points. Yeah, that's tight. You know, Anything can happen here over the next couple of races, you know. Um, 
Alpine seem to continually find a little bit more form. But like I mentioned to you earlier, they tend to do well for about 10 laps and then just die off. Yeah. But we can get onto all that business in a little bit. Mm. We have the drivers now. Max Verstappen on 185 points with Lewis right behind on 177. Lando Norris on 113 with Valtteri Bottas on 108. Sergio Perez on 104. So, yeah, so it's tightening right up with yeah, that result. Perez has has gone from I think he was third. He's gone down to fifth now, uh, with uh, with Bottas moving up and Norris moving up. Obviously, Perez hasn't hasn't scored at all, um, but the other two have uh, have scored scored good points and both moved moved ahead. So, but I mean, Norris, Charles Leclerc is only one race win behind Sergio Perez. Perez yeah, you know, so it it is getting you know it's tight. Yeah. You know, especially in the midfield there. It is. Yeah, Ricardo's done well fifth place as well. McLaren fourth and fifth, decent result. Obviously didn't get on the podium. I thought Lando had a had a sniff of a podium, even oh, did. If, even yeah. if even a win, potentially, depending on how Hamilton's penalty went and how um I the think clerk's the, engine issues went. The British public were probably banking on yeah. a lot of them were wearing orange. They were. You know. There wasn't a lot of black or white Mercedes shirts there, not as many as the big field of orange, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think it was going to be a day for the British anyway. Like you say, had it have gone wrong with Hamilton, they just said, look, you're disqualified. Good old-fashioned, park your car up, you're not racing anymore. Mm. You know, Norris might have been Go in for the podium. He would have been in for a podium. But yeah, yeah. So he's got another fourth and a C today. So Nando's, after 15 races... Points consecutively. He is the most consecutive points finishes in the history as a McLaren driver. Wow. You think of who McLaren have had there over the years. Hamilton, Alonso, Mika Hakkinen, Prost, Senna. Yeah. The list goes on. Yeah. And so he has 15 races. Consecutive races where he's finished within the points. In the last 15 races, he has finished in the points. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Yes, yeah, so literally the last year. It's, that shows a lot of consistency. Yeah, huge. He's just so balanced and consistent. It's it's unbelievable. Mm. You know, the future's only going to get better for that guy, huh? I, I think so. Yeah, Mister Mister Consistent. We we talk about Mister Saturday being George Russell, uh, incredibly fast on a Saturday. Uh, seems to lose his way a little bit on the Sunday. I don't think that's all necessarily him. I think it's. You know, a Williams car, a, probably a bit like you just said about Alonso, that get or, or Alpine gets a bit in on the Saturday, seems to lose it. You know, mm. with, with on a Sunday, so you've got to miss the Saturday. Alpine are like that in the race. Yeah, they sort of get off flying. They're, they're good for about twelve laps or the first pits, as yeah. you mentioned, and just something goes, goes wrong. wrong. What and it is, you know? Yeah, we don't know. It's um, and then George, so George Russell. You know, great form on a Saturday, but Norris just yep. incredible form on a Sunday. That's and Saturday really. I mean, the the McLarens really made good headway this season, uh, and that with Lando, which I, I think has really got his head down and started yep. working away. He's always been the funny man. He's always had a little laugh and a joke, but when that visor comes down, he's a different animal. He means business. Yeah, you know, he's he's not there to mess around or just fill the grid up. No. You know. You know, two things we got to talk about actually that have uh, materialised in the last, or since the last podcast, is uh, more talks about the future of Russell. Yeah, with both guys from Red Bull stating that he'd be 
worthy pretty much of a seat there should mm. Mercedes not want to have him. But then the next thing we've got to talk about is the new car for next year has been launched. Before we move on to that, I think we should just uh, take a wee advert to mention today's sponsor, Eastwood Studios. And then, uh, yeah. Eastwood Studios is a recording studio on the outskirts of Milton Keynes. It's currently open for mixing and mastering, and you can find out more about their other services over on eastwoodstudios.co.uk. The new car for next year. If that happens to be the Williams at the front, and <laughs> he leaves and goes to Red Bull and Mercedes, how, fu- how fucking unlucky mm. is, is that going to be? So what do you do if you're George Russell? You've got a new car now. You don't know how it's going to work, but it looks kind of cool. It looks 2007, 8-ish with, with some funky front and rear wings, right? We don't know who's going to be the best team next year in that. But he's got options clearly with Mercedes. If they don't want to put him in that seat and take Bottas out of that, Williams are going to keep him. Yeah. But Red Bull are looking at, well, you know, he's quite welcome here. What does that mean for Perez? You know, and Perez has only got a one-year contract yeah. as well. Yeah. So Verstappen, I think, will definitely stay. Uh, that could happen. Uh, you could Perez get Russell. Perez has been there quite a long time now, you know. How long has he been there? Who? Sergio Perez. Within Formula One? Yeah. Since 2011, I believe it was. Yeah, so he's coming on his 10th anniversary sort yeah. of thing, you know. Um, that'd be a good kick in the balls for Mercedes to piss him around that long. Go, mm. You know, he's not ready yet. He's not ready yet. He's clearly ready. I think he's ready. Um, and to go into a Red Bull and... Would, uh, would he give up everything that he's been working towards, which is that Mercedes seat, to go to Red Bull? From from Russell's point of view, I, th- it, I don't know. I suppose I mean, it depends how he feels behind closed doors. You know, that's right. I mean, is he actually working towards it, or is that just he feels that's his only opportunity? So he needs to, mm. you know, um, he's probably thinking, well, I went in it once last year, mate. Did extremely well. You guys let me down. That's why I didn't win the race. And you still signed the other guy up. Mm. Like, why couldn't I have Bottas' seat this year? But I know he was still in contract. But yeah. Bottas is up at the end of this year. Hamilton signed for two more years. Yeah, you know, so. I believe, I think we mentioned it last podcast, but I believe Hamilton knows who his partner's going to be already. I don't think he's going to sign without that knowledge, to be fair. Well, if he knows, <laughs> if I'm going to say this then, if he knows who it is, it's Bottas. Right. Because good, of good what point. something he said on yesterday then. Right. If we go based on that, because when he was he was thanking Bottas for Letting being past, being the team player. Fuck <laughs> He said he is an amazing teammate. He really is. Basically, as in, he, he is great. You don't He's understand so great. how good he, he is. Just, yeah, he just yeah. lets me pass all of the time with that hassle. So much better than Nico fucking Rosberg. And, you know, I couldn't win all these championships without that sort of love and support. So thank you so much. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get that from Russell next year. They go, uh, uh, we're going to make the old switcheroo. You are not to race Hamilton. He just unplugged the radio and said, go fuck yourself. Or go fuck yourself, then unplug the radio and carry on racing, wouldn't yeah. you? I mean, I would, wouldn't you? Uh, there's more There's more to it. We we don't agree on this one, but uh, I. The, it's the ultimate. If, ultimately, if, if the you were in a car, I, I would, you yourself. I would, I would be, I'd be pissed off. You'd be fucking pissed off. Yeah, yeah, I would, would be. be. You'd be like, come on. It it, would be. Can I not prove my point or yeah. my worth? And, it, you know. Depends if he if he's got it in his contract that he may have to. I don't think he does. I think I I think it's 
he is the number two driver. Then that doesn't mean that he should be sacrificed from a, from a win. We talked about this yeah. as well. Barrichello and Schumacher, that, yeah. he they sacrificed. Yeah, that that's that was different. Um, Bottas realistically was never going to win that race yesterday. Uh, Hamilton had a chance and a sniff uh, because he was on very very fresh tyres. Uh, but yeah, if Bottas was up behind Leclerc, it's a different story. Yeah. But he wasn't, and what was the gap? Four, five, eight seconds. Eight seconds. Eight seconds. Right. So, so he, so Hamilton closed out very quickly. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, you sort of the way that it figured out. Had there been wheel to wheel racing for maybe a lap or a couple of corners or whatever, Hamilton would have got round Bottas easily. Yeah, but he wouldn't have reached Leclerc. No, and yeah, maybe maybe it was particularly just this track, you know, because it's Silverstone and it's home. Maybe you know. I don't know. They were going to get a 10. They thought that there might have been further penalties coming along. Maybe. You know, so we need this guy to finish up there on the 25 in case he gets 10 seconds deducted. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if um, they get, you can get further penalties from... Well, they, they do change after the race, don't mm. they? Sometimes, I mean, previously they've, you know, we've finished the race and then all of a sudden, you know, Alonso was ninth and then someone got disqualified, didn't they? And he got eighth in the end. Yeah, and that yeah. Wasn't, that not, wasn't said till later on, about two hours after the race. Yeah, it's normally when they, they, they look at and they investigate something and then they say then it will come up and say, right, we'll investigate that after yeah. the race. So we'll come back to that, you know. But um, you, you would, I don't think it would be right to penalise him twice. If you're going to penalise him heavy, heavy yep. heavier, penalise him the first time round uh, rather than trying to do it twice. Uh, it, it was a soft penalty that they could then manage and improve on. But um, it was great. It was great as a British fan, uh, a Lewis Hamilton fan, it was it was fantastic to see. You know, it, it was a very good drive from him. It was a shame that it was marred with controversy. And what eventually we, we have found out, he was subject to multiple instances of racist abuse on social media uh, following that collision. That collision. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's bollocks, isn't it? It's, yeah. um, you know... Can I just read to you what uh, the joint statement from Formula One, the FIA and the Mercedes F1 team? Can I yeah. Just, yeah. So during and after yesterday's British Grand Prix, Lewis Hamilton was subjected to multiple instances of racist abuse on social media following an in-race collision. Formula One, the FIA and Mercedes AMD, AMG Petronas F1 team condemn this behaviour in the strongest possible terms. These people have no place in our sport. We urge that those responsible should be held accountable for their actions. Um, Formula One, the FIA, the drivers and the teams are working to build a more diverse and inclusive sport and such unacceptable instances of online abuse must be highlighted and eliminated. And a lot of teams have echoed those words. Mm. And Particularly Red Bull, actually, which is uh, very big of Horner. You know, have you, you got Red Bull's one to hand? Uh, um, you know, obviously their battle is on track, but they're all together yeah. off the track. And I thought, you know, considering what had happened yesterday, and at this point, you know, his, his driver's still walking around a bit ginger, um, to, to to come out with that was just, I think, you know, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, while, while we may be fierce rivals on track, we are all united against racism. We condemn racist abuse of any kind towards our team, our competitors and our fans. Uh, they're disgusted and sand by the racist abuse as well. I think we all are, and I think it is absolutely disgusting. That it's, it's pathetic. Yeah. It's, it's nothing short of pathetic. I mean, we, we got this after the, the Euros final. Those guys lost the game. 
it's still no excuse. This guy won the fucking race. Mm. You know, it's it's just bullshit. There's yeah. some, you know, it's got to be said. It, if you're a racist, you're a fucking earhead. Mm. Simple, yeah. you know, and there's no place for you listening to this podcast or being around motorsport. No. You know, go away. Yeah. Fuck off. You know, that's it. It's get on with, you know, loving your fellow man. Well, that's, Mickey James has just given them our words. Yeah. That's uh, it. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's Too it. True. So we're obviously um, very quickly just recapping on, if you're George Russell, what are you doing next year? You, oh, right. You, what are I you was doing? Dancing. I didn't really want to answer that. To well, I want an answer, Eddie. I'm squeezing you like a lemon here. What <laughs> are you doing? I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> that's because it's about 40 degrees outside. Right, okay. Uh, George Russell, uh, I will uh, wait for the Mercedes drive. You will? Yeah. Uh, and I will go to... Either stay at Williams. I, I think that's the only the other option. Stay at Williams yeah. one more season. Yeah, um, just to see how the new car goes. Yeah, yeah. So the new car, what do you like? Do you like it? Out of ten, what do you feel about it? Its shape, its design. It's smaller. Yeah, um, good points and bad points. Uh, if you want it quickly, out of ten, uh, I'll give it a seven. Not I, bad. I need not to, bad for you. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's very very moderate. Yeah, fair. I I think. Uh, some nice parts, but I like the fact it's smaller. Yeah, you know we're going to fit. We're going to yeah, yeah. We're going to have more room on the track now to get round, and especially places like Monaco. Monaco, we will get two two on a straight now. Monaco, that would be nice. And, you could uh, get three abreast through cops next year. Well, yeah, yeah, they wouldn't have had that problem. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I I think it's it's a little bit different. Uh, I'm not sure about those little. Ender type things on the on the on the tires. What the inside of the front wheel? Yeah, but uh, I think that we've got to remember that is a concept. Yeah, they they'll revise they it. They will remove them things. And, well, yeah. I th- I, the teams will come up with their own. They they won't copy that. I mean, no. it, they will come up with something slightly different. Uh, it is a concept, but yeah, I like the fact that it's smaller, a little bit more simplistic. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Let's it go flows for it. quite nice, doesn't it? The, the halo goes in. Yeah. I mean, the rear wing, it looks good from the rear. It, it sort of looks a bit too wide. It's nice and low. It's weird. But it? if you look at an aerial view, the front wing just seems to get bigger and bigger every year. Mm. I mean, the car's smaller and it's still yep. it's nearly a quarter of the car. I mean, they adjust that, and you got a nice little nippy car there. Yeah. And I'm sure you know. Although they'll be slowing down next year, you know the 18 inch rims look great on there, but. The year after and the year after, they'll find a way to squeeze some more speed out of these, yeah, you know. So yeah. within four years, they'll be back to where they are now, won't they? I would, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, so, yeah, new car, positive, pretty positive. Do you like it out yeah. of 10 from you? Yeah, yeah. yeah I would uh, probably give it an eight, you know. Okay. If, if you make the adjustments on the uh, the little gadgets by the wheel, the inside of the wheel there, take off the, the Braun 2009 hubcaps and mm-hmm. uh, make yeah. a smaller front ring, well, ring, a wing, I would um, I would probably give it a 10 out of 10, to be fair. I'm really excited to see that style, style of car seemingly come back. Mm. If they'd only load it with a V10, you know, that would yeah. be nice. But uh, Yes. Well, certainly with, with regards to fuel, there was a Ross Braun interview talking about, you know, electric. Do you know for what they would need? They would need a six or seven tonne battery. Right. Which is unrealistic. Yeah, they're not going to do it. So, so there's the, still a future. Well, Christian Horner said it himself. There's still going to be a future for combustion engines. Yeah, so, but they are looking. So Ross Bourne is interested and keen on uh, going down the avenue of hydrogen. 
Good. So, there's still a future for one. There's still an Operation F1 podcast. Yeah. So, that's handy. And uh, other topics quickly. Uh, Mazepin didn't let us down with a nice little spin. No. Saturday or Sunday. That was good. Really, who was your driver of the day? Um. You know, I don't know. I think the official one was Charles Leclerc, right? Yes. Um, it's tough, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I actually, do you know, this week I don't have one. Okay. I think they're all equally just as good as each other, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, I've had to pick one, I'd say, Bottas for swallowing his pride and moving over and doing one for the team. Hey? Mm. Uh, bastard. I would say <laughs> uh, take away lap one, Hamilton. <laughs> take away lap one, Hamilton. Um, include lap one, probably Leclerc. Right. You right. know whether I whether I thought it was good, bad, or indifferent. He still had an accident. He's you know the, the, it was a great comeback, but with lap one included, yeah. Leclerc. It's I mean how the hell that's all happened, and then all of a sudden. Phew, Ferrari in front. Out of nowhere. Out yeah. of nowhere. You where, know? The, where the fuck did his really? speed come from? Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we just got through that record at Cops. Cops might have had to change its name to Corpse. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> that was fucking close, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stefan, I hope he went home and bought a lottery ticket, you know. Yeah. Because uh, he's a lucky guy. But, yeah. Um, nothing else really to report, is there? No. But it was a fabulous Silverstone. Great to see people back. Hear them. It was great to hear them. Um, and it was an eventful race, and that's what you want. Wheel-to-wheel racing, you want safety cars to mix things up. You want wins that are not easy. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I've got nothing else to say, really. Good, I have. Uh, oh, not a fun fact. No, no, no fun fact. Really? Not, not, you had plenty last time around. Good. Plenty yeah. last time. No, no, we're going to do this... On a regular basis, a little bit of a shout out to some of the new followers and listeners and supporters of the Operation F1 podcast on our social media platforms. Yeah, because so, we're grateful. Yes, we Very are. Very grateful. So we are at Operation F1 on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And some of the new supporters, welcome to the family. So we've got Paul Beck and we've got uh, Jess DB, Martin Borman which is Martin Borman Racing, and uh, Formula One, that is Formula Arguments. So, yes, they are the new, uh, some of the, just some of the new listeners. We've got, yeah, we can't thank everybody, but, uh, yeah, we do thank you for, we can't. We can each week, potentially, depending how many. <laughs> I can't get my You know, words. spit it out. But, we, you know, we've got quite a few followers now, so to backdate all this would be crazy. But yeah. to break it up a little bit, I can say that uh, we've got fans listening to this and followers or, or listeners listening all over the world. So thank you hugely to everybody in the United Kingdom that's supporting us in the United States, in Australia, and in New Zealand, in France, Germany, Finland, the Netherlands, Portugal, and even in Puerto Rico. And anywhere else where you might be listening, we're truly grateful for all of your support. It would be pointless doing this uh, podcast without you guys. So, uh, yeah. That's brilliant, yeah. We are, so United States, we seem to have quite a few from the United States. Yeah. Big, seem to have a good following there. That's handy. The, um, yeah, the potential return of Indianapolis, maybe. 
maybe they're rooting on that. And uh, if they'd stop fucking cancelling Melbourne, we'd have a few more Australians listening as well, I'm sure. Yes. And, yeah, that's fantastic. We are international. Operation The International Podcast. There you go. So, right. Two weeks' time, we've got Hungary. Awesome. Yes. Oh, revenge. Revenge for Max Verstappen. Fireworks. <laughs> Fireworks, Inspector. Yeah. So do you want to know when, when it is? Yes. Okay. So Hungary is the last race before we go on to the summer break. So it is in two weeks' time. And it's kicking off on Friday. So we're back to a normal format. Right. Traditional format. Practices one and two on Friday the 30th of July. Then we've got practice three and qualifying on the 31st of July, which is the Saturday. Qualifying kicks off at 2 p.m. local time in the UK. And then on the race on the 1st of August at 2 p.m. local time in the UK. So this is a very popular track for Hamilton. He's been incredibly successful round there. However, Red Bull are going to have the bit between their teeth and I think it is going to be incredibly tight. Angry Bull. Mm, very Nothing angry worse ball. than an angry bull. No. So do join us when we come back to you in two weeks' time for the next podcast. Right. Brilliant. We'll see you then. Thank you. Thank you very much. The podcast was recorded at Eastwood Studios. Post-production was completed at MixMK. The sound recording is owned by Operation F1, a division of Operation Media Limited. The sound recording name and logo is protected. All rights reserved. Copyright 2021. Operation Media Limited.